out. Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show. Featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening, loves. Welcome back to another episode of Blooming Out, one of the longest-running radio programs dedicated to bringing you information and commentary on news, personalities, and life from an LGBTIQ perspective. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Lucas Fisher. I'm Ireland Meacham. Yay! What's up? Yay! What's up? Everything's on fire. What? Everything's, Everything's on, fire. on fire. Indeed. A lot has happened in one week's time. It's kind of crazy. So much, yeah. Yeah. And it feels, feels like, uh, I don't know, this past week has felt very long. It, yeah. it definitely has, yeah. How's it been for you? Good. I don't know. Yeah. Good? It um, felt long, but it's good? Good. I have been, I've still, you know, been doing the work grind. Yeah. So, and, you know, the news has definitely been crazy it's really crazy to see all these different like social media things happening i don't know if you see that side of of it as much Millie. except you you're online i don't i'm not trying to say you're not online but you know there's the whole black square thing yeah, yeah. we can talk that about that thing. that's mm-hmm. how about how about you guys yeah are we frozen well, again i think no. we're frozen go ahead yeah okay um yeah i don't know i just i uh same thing been you know d- trying to take in as much information as I can and like make sure to examine everything from all sides and not be influenced by you know at the same time like people who are dismissing it and like saying that we shouldn't that there shouldn't be all these all this destruction and all of this stuff which is you know it's its own has its own problems but like also like trying not to be influenced by um those who are trying to, I think, downplay the situation and, um, you know, like the argument that if things were peaceful, more more would be getting done sort of thing, which is completely ridiculous. That's obviously, it's been proven that peaceful protest doesn't work. And um, it's, I've just been kind of um, feeling not sure what to do or like how I can help more. Like I've been I've been donating and signing petitions and putting out useful information on social media um, and having those difficult conversations with my family and trying to, you know, um, be a lot more vocal. I think, I don't know, this time for some reason, and I, I'm almost ashamed to say it feels different. Like I, like, um, I don't know, like you always hear people say like, it's time to have those tough conversations with your family about like racial injustice and everything. And it's like, yeah, okay. And then, I don't know, I've been actually having those conversations finally with my family and I finally get what they mean by like, like last night I was having a conversation with my dad and my sister and it got like really intense and emotional and like, um, it's just, you have to go through that like range of emotions. You have to feel that pain and everything in order to like really, really learn and understand. So I'm really, I'm really glad that I've been able to have those conversations but also I know that I need to be doing more and it's 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 yeah it's about figuring out like what else I can do and how I can you know how we can all help from wherever we are in whatever situation we're in right now and and that's the um I think a lot of the what can I do it comes from powerlessness yeah not just not knowing what the best course of action is, but also we 
we can have those discussions. We can try to bring our families around. We can um, move just as farther in that sort of way, understanding and getting people on board. But really, we have to affect change within the culture mm-hmm. and within the legislature, right? State, Absolutely, local, yeah. and federal. And, mm-hmm. and I think, otherwise, yeah, educa- it, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. Right. <clears throat> so, um, and apologies for my voice. Uh, I've been having problems with allergies, which is a new sort of thing for me. Oh, me too. <clears throat> it's been horrible this season. I don't know why. It's just... A lot of rain. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think... I don't know. I think the, like one of the most important things that we can be doing as white people is educating ourselves and the people around us. And, you know, in, ad- in addition to donating and signing protests and going to protests or signing petitions and going to protests um, and all of that stuff, it's one of the most important things we need to be doing um, is taking the time to like read um, the literature and you know, listen to those who are trying to educate, but, you know, not expect any Black people to, to have to do that. Like, it's right. our, it's our job to educate ourselves, basically. Yeah. They don't have to do the heavy lifting. Um, exactly. On that, they have so much more to think about Absolutely. and worry about on their own. We need to be doing everything we can um, on our end. And it's out there. The information's been out there for, it's you know, there, ever, yeah. you know, hundreds of years. We know that discrimination is wrong. We know that these things are wrong. I'm um, personally, I'm beyond the point of being able to listen to another person try to defend how well people are all different. And you know, right. no. no, 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 you lose at that point. That's mm-hmm. absolutely wrong. But right. uh, we're it's starting like to get. You aren't- if you aren't aware of these injustices by this point, you, you don't want to be aware. You know, it's like, it's right in front of your face, you know, and if you're actively choosing to not, um, I don't know, to stay complicit in these times and stay, you know, just comfortable in your own little life because you can. That's, Absolutely. And that's, that's it. on you, you know. It's that complicit, it, it's, if you aren't fighting against it actively, you are supporting. You are participating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not just participating, it's you're supporting. You're supporting it, yeah. So if you're not fighting racism other than, well, I'm not racist. No, you are because you're yeah. actively participating in the system. You've got to be anti-racist. Yeah. Actively anti-racist. Yeah. Now's the time to actually, like, I don't know. I'm. It's really good that, well, never mind. I won't say that anything's good, but the fact that we have this catalyst catalytic moment where we we cannot it do we can't accept this anymore is just we do that good. every time we do that every time this blows up ferguson we can't accept this anymore yeah. you know rodney king we yeah. can't accept this anymore it happens every it, single yeah. time and then just like school shootings see what happens. makes this different is this this is happening under this is happening under a trump residency which i think has just made it way i don't know mm-hmm. Well, racial tensions were raised anyway, not just in the wake of Ferguson, um, but because of the backlash of uh, people voting Trump in, who has done nothing but race bait and uh, support racist uh, groups. 
and I, I, I really, I didn't want to get into this until later in the hour because it's so frustrating and I didn't want to get as angry this early. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to. Well, how are you um, doing, Melanie? How am I doing? I mean, yeah. I'm here, right? I, I, yeah. what can I complain about? Um, yeah, well, a lot of things. But by proxy, because things are going um, better than they had been. We're still processing feelings and stuff. Um, I got a couple of good things that happened this week, which uh, I did get excited about, and I feel kind of guilty about that, but because there's so many people suffering so much. Um, but I got a gift. Nice bunny rabbit. You guys can't see this, but on, on Zoom, we get so to see all be- kinds of things. <laughs> and our pets and uh, giant stuffed bun-bun heads. And it just fell from the ceiling. You have bun-bun heads on your ceiling. Okay. Um. <laughs> A friend sent me a gift on Sunday and uh, just got a package randomly. And I'll show it on Zoom and you guys can check it out. Dang, look at that. Wow. Wow. That is a nice camera. Does it record in 5D? Whoa, look at that. Wow. Um, It's a... That's so cool. No, 5D is the type of camera. It's It's the model. A friend bought me a a Canon 5D Mark IV, and it's probably the biggest uh, monetary value gift um, any one person has ever got me. So that's, I I don't even know what to say. Um, Fancy. It's great, and it takes great pictures, and I'm going to try to put it to good use. Uh, So I've been working with that, and I had to get a new laptop. Well, not a new laptop, but an I bought another laptop that's newer than the one I had, which is almost 10 years old. And uh, that's what I'm working on now. So, um, yay. Yeah. Yay for me. Yay. As as the world is trying once again to correct itself. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's like, oh, the world's ending and the world's on fire. And it, it, it always is. Um, that's not new. Mm-hmm. But once again... Everybody is trying to, well, not everybody. People are trying to change the world in the ways that they are allowed to. And um, and God, I hope it works this time. I fear that the power structure, white America, won't let that happen yet again. And um, I'm struggling with what to, what to do and how to help, right? Help yeah. do what needs to be done. And I mean, to that end, the government is uh, our local, state, and federal governments are the institutions that are responsible for uh, systemic racism. Mm-hmm. That's where it stems from. And, um, and then it kind of trickles down. And voting people in is essential. And that's what just happened on Tuesday, right? Yep. Um, yeah, one positive thing I was going to say, because we were talking about Ferguson, as I saw last night, that their new mayor is their first black mayor and their first woman mayor. Yeah. Um, that yeah. just got voted in. So that's amazing. And- <laughs> <laughs> Lucas froze again. Can't hear us. Yeah. Are you there, Lucas? Okay, we're back. We're back, baby. Yeah, but what the hell right. were we talking about? I don't know. Mm-hmm, good question. Uh, election cycle. Elections. Elections. We did it in Bloomington. We got finally. It. We did some things. Yeah, let's go over that. It took him a while to count all the um, all the ballots that were sent in beforehand. 
Mm -hmm. um but they finally got them out the next day so on the third they came out with the with monroe county's results and just going over the the um, candidates that were endorsed by uh stonewall democrats of south central indiana Uh, in district 59 cindy worth lost to devin nowlin in district 62 Alyssa bailey ran unopposed district 65 paula staley ran unopposed from Monroe County Council, uh, city ca- or county council at large, uh, all three of the picked um, Democrats, Cheryl Munson, Trent Deckard, and Jeff McKim, uh, secured their nominations. There were five who were running, and those three got the, the top uh, three spots. For Judge of Circuit Court Division One, seat nine, Alfonso Manns lost to Jeff Bradley. Um, and uh, for Judge of the Circuit Court Division Eight, seat five, uh, Kara Croth. She got the nomination. Yay. Yay. Um, for Monroe County Treasurer, uh, Jessica McClellan ran unopposed. And for State Senator representing District 40, Shelley Yoder handily won the nomination with nearly 70% of the vote. But uh, we, we love that. Right? Yes. I like Shelley. Me too. Yay. Good job, Shelley Yoder. That's pretty cool. Are you still there, Lucas? What's going on? <clears throat> so, you know, that's one way to affect change is to vote people in who um, you hope will actually push for equity and justice Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have to contact them and let them know that that is what they need to do. They don't. It's nice to think that these people have a a knowledge base and have um, an idea of what everybody needs, but Really, they're just people. They're your neighbors, and they need some direction. So, really contact these people, talk mm-hmm. with them, and let them know what we need, what America needs, um, and give them that mandate's not the right word. Give them that direction. I mean, they yeah. are our servants. They aren't the leaders. We are the leaders. That's the way it's supposed to be. They are our representatives. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are supposed to be listening to us. So, um, gotta make them listen. You got to make them listen and you've got to express to them exactly what you want and, and then hold them to task and then remove them from office when they don't. Yes. Do anything. Absolutely. That's why this election is so important. Like it's so important. There is like, so much writing on this election. So is Shelly, would Shelly be the new Trey Hollingsworth? No, no. no. He's a representative, right? Trey is uh, one of the, um, so he's District 9 mm-hmm. and a representative from District 9. And he was running against uh, a lot of people. Who's the guy who I just had his name? Um, I'm already all the way up there. <clears throat> uh, starts Andy Ruff <clears throat> is the the guy who's going to be running against him. And so that was a, that was a messed up election too. There were a couple of candidates who just really weren't any good as far as being people. And thankfully, they didn't win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. contact these people. Find out you know, who's representing you. And, um, and hold their feet over the fire. Mm-hmm. You know? But Kentucky, which is, uh, uh, has produced a couple of people who are just horrible um, in the Senate. You know, Mitch McConnell, of course. And, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name now. Curly-haired eye doctor. Senator... Mm-hmm. His dad was in Texas and libertarian kind of. Oh, why am I missing? He was just in the news. He blocked the uh, anti-lynching 
legislation. Oh my God. Yeah. Like who does that? Does I know. It? Like what is the point of that? That's other than bad. just to be disgusting. Was it Rand Paul? Rand Paul. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. McConnell and Paul. Both of those guys got to go. And I mean, <laughs> apart from thinking that, you know, we need to vote all of the Republicans out who have supported any of this stuff, which is all of them because they're voting mm-hmm. as a block, which is just disgusting. It, it's, it's not doing the will of the people. It's doing the will of the party. Mm-hmm. And that's not why you're put into office folks, you know? Yep. <clears throat> but who cool. blocks an anti-lynching bill? Yeah. What? I know. So how do you do that? <laughs> Without that's, that's bad. I just didn't even wrap my head around the concept of, of thinking that's the right thing to do. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. I just can't understand how anyone would have that point of view, but maybe I'm just naive. Well, look at the way, look at where we're at now. Uh, Steve King just lost the primary, right? The Steve King's, the, uh, we'll say outspoken white supremacist, anti LGBT guy good and he's he's a reprehensible person too yeah and he just lost the primary so slowly these people are getting ousted who knows who's going to be in this place though you know that's we still have that decision to make coming up in november so we can't become complacent and really we got to get underneath these people now and get them moving um we can't let talk of oh violent protests are just wrong why are people protesting? Why is there so much anger? It's because nothing has changed. If, mm-hmm. if America was a just society, if America was, uh, if everybody was actually equal in America, if there was equity built into the system, we wouldn't need to see any of this. Um, we wouldn't have police killings uh, of unarmed black people all the time. We wouldn't have the level of violence period from the police toward communities and not just them but the uh this justice system is weighted heavily against people of color it's it's something that's systemic and it's been around for 400 years and we all know it's terrible and it needs to stop you know and you can try to blame the agitators and the protesters and the demonstrators and uh looters all you want but it's squarely on the people in power who refuse to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. When people burn stuff, it's because you failed to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. When people break stuff, it's because you failed to do the right thing. When cops kill people, it's because you failed to do the right thing. Yeah. And, um, and we need to make sure that they know it's their fault mm-hmm. because they dropped it. Mm-hmm. So not to say it's not the cops fault. And I'm so pleased to see that, uh, the charges were upped to murder two mm-hmm. and uh, second degree Should be murder. Should be first degree, but you know. Right. And then aiding and abetting for the other three. So, um, yay. It should happen to hundreds more mm-hmm. who do this. Um, mm-hmm. There's still no justice for Breonna Ta- or Taylor, right? Breonna right. Taylor. Yep. Or Tony McDade. Um, exactly. Yep. Yep. So, and. And all the ones back through history. I mean, yeah, this isn't something that just arises. It's not because of one man's murder. You know, when you get a roaring fire, it's not because 
the match. Mm -hmm. Um, it's because the giant pile of dry tinder and it's, it's a huge problem. It's America's biggest problem. I feel and something we never address. It's something that's interesting to me. Um, not interesting, disgusting, but, um, the fact that, you know, so many people are so obsessed with, I mean, for my job right now, I'm working on like a true crime podcast Mm -hmm. and, everyone is so obsessed with true crime podcasts and unsolved murders and unsolved mysteries and everything. But they're all about, you know, some young white woman who got murdered. It's not, it's never, you know, the, the, the thousands and thousands of unsolved murders of black trans people and black people in general that are still not solved. Marsha P. Johnson's murder is still not solved. Right. Um, and we're not paying attention to that. I mean, it's like we're so obsessed with all these stories of true crime and getting justice for the victims and everything. But what about the victims who are who are already marginalized? Like, other than, you know, obviously any murder is heinous, but like, why aren't we paying attention to the thousands and thousands and thousands of unsolved cases affecting Black and trans people and LGBT people and other people of color and other minorities? Like, let's take a music break. Do you guys see that one thing that Anonymous leaked um, that, like, it was, like, some court papers about, like, a, a case, a rape case against Epstein and Trump? Yeah, I saw that. Like, yeah. tied in with the same case? Yeah. What the hell? That's just, uh, that's our president. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. It's funny how that was probably just out in the public. Mm-hmm. out in the open and it just everyone can see it and read it and i think i, I said that it was it had been there since 2016 so that dude totally s- just still got elected mm-hmm. they starting, don't care i wonder they just don't i wonder if you know if they even vote like is any of this real <laughs> <laughs> also i don't understand how biden now don't, don't call me a bernie bro but I don't understand why Biden has had such a strong lead. Like, Bernie had 17% of the state vote. Yeah. And Biden literally, like, I just don't get it. Well, it's because everybody's now switched into um, supporting <laughs> the front runner. I mean, mm-hmm. Bernie dropped out. That's true. That's, oh, it still makes me sad. There's a... There's a Mm-hmm. anti-Trump Republican website and I saw a link on Twitter about it and it was uh, it's like Republicans against Trump or something and mm-hmm. it's got a bunch of people going on and giving testimony as to why they're not voting for Trump in this election and it's it's beautiful it's, it's good to see it's good to see people who are um, not sucked into that it's yeah us versus and them know, and joe biden is probably their candidate mm-hmm. or they so, just aren't going to vote or they're yeah. just not going to vote i don't know if you're responsible enough to say that you don't like trump you should be responsible enough to, to vote him out i hope really you you would hope but well hope isn't um, good enough <laughs> yeah we gotta get out and get people to vote like actually yeah, I'm sad. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I know a lot of people that, that just don't vote. And well, and that's manufactured. That's engineered. It's I enjoyed voting. People who, there are people who are dedicated to discouraging people from participating 
in government because that the fewer people that participate, the fewer people that vote, the easier it is to control the people who do because there are fewer of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you can spend less money on persuading those people to go one way or the other. Yeah, that reminds me. Um, maybe are we, are we back? Should we go into the news? I think we already have been. Yeah, we should be back. I like well, that. that made me think of uh, the one anti-LGB candidate who um, just got voted out, right? Or he, he lost the primary. King. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Steve King. He spent yeah. $90,000 to vote out, or to, uh, he spent $90,000 or $80,000 for ads against the retaining judges for an election in 2009 when mm-hmm. uh, the Iowa Supreme Court recognized marriage equality. Oh, so yeah. Spent $80,000 so those judges wouldn't get <clears throat> voted back in. Right. And um, so hopefully we voted him out for free. The blatant need for certain people to discriminate against others based on color or based on, I mean, yeah, being LGBT, we are. This is Pride Month, and it it's for the first time it's not Pride Month um, because we're dealing with all of this. We are, you know, COVID caused everything to cancel, and we're looking at um, a time when people are suffering mightily because they haven't gotten justice and they haven't uh, they haven't seen what that looks like, and we're fighting bigotry on several fronts um and it reminds us why we need pride and why we need to all stick together and support one another all marginalized Mm -hmm. communities need to stand as one it's the same fight it's it's one fight you know it's you know i I, I, honestly i think you know it's a good thing to that you know if you can find a silver lining in all of this it's that pride month is the closest to real pride that it's ever been this year it's you know, we're, we're not able to do the commercialized capitalist version of pride this year um, because of a number of reasons. And the biggest thing you can do to celebrate pride this month is to participate in this movement mm-hmm. and, and protest and mm-hmm. do what the original um, rioters at Stonewall did. It was a riot against police brutality, and we're still fighting that same fight. Exactly. 50, 60 years later. Oppression is oppression, and as long as anyone's being oppressed, no one's free. Absolutely. This is our fight. This is um, every bit as much as it is. And I I talk to people who are like, oh, you know, it's the I've got mine kind of attitude. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. I hope they get that they get they uh get some more quality out of this or whatever and then like really that's your no we're all americans we're all human and there shouldn't no be one's free till everyone's free exactly yeah yeah so, like you should feel bad mm-hmm. the you white white bad. lgbt people who are who are not participating in this you're not doing your job you shouldn't feel bad. like yeah you should feel bad you should feel horrible you know you feel bad feel very bad it's sad because you're if you're not participating and you're using your ability your passing privilege and ability to conform to a heteronormative lifestyle to hide and 
that 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 means you're complicit you know it makes me so angry um you know i don't blame people for hiding same time but if you you know if things you have things need to be done yeah you shouldn't have to hide people should not have to hide people should not have to and the protests aren't even about hiding like the protests are about i mean this is about black lives right it's i don't know now i am thinking about the uh trans person the black trans person Mm -hmm. that uh was beaten in the store during a riot i'm Mm -hmm. not sure where there was a a black trans woman who was uh i think it was in minnesota in minneapolis um and and there was a black trans guy who was killed Ivana uh dr dwar Yeah, and she has a uh, cash app, I think. Maybe we can post that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Dior. Ivana Dior. Ivana Dior. It's a Y. And, um, yeah. Yeah, the video is oh. online. You've probably seen it. Ivana. Um, she just thought that whole incident that was whole, horrible. That looked like a sad. Uh, 30, I guess they got an offender. Yeah. And it just went out of control. 30 people beat on her. They dragged her outside. She tried to go into a store to escape them. They drag, they beat her in there. They dragged her outside and beat her. And finally, one of the store's employees let her go into a, the office and locked her in. Um, and she's, you know, beaten up, but she's she lived through it. She lived. I'm really mm-hmm. glad that yeah she survived. And hopefully that'll continue on because I mean this is um <laughs> black trans lives matter and. And yeah. it's said, it's posted, and everybody uh, says it again, but it, it, it doesn't change either. We have to actually create this change. We have to demand it. It's not something we ask for. There's, there's, no, there's no asking for, for rights, you know? Yeah, it's, not, there's no- it's not anybody's to bestow. They're ours. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the other side of the same thing I was just saying a few minutes ago like if you're riding for Black Lives Matter and you beat up a trans a black trans woman you're still part of the problem Mm -hmm. I don't understand how people don't get that you're still working for the white supremacist patriarchy by doing that yeah yeah Yeah. sad that's really sad Uh... it's it's all one fight you can't you can't pick and choose exactly and you know one of the the things that is happening i saw the quote i don't know if it was will smith or who said it but um you know it's not like this is new uh, right it's just that it's getting filmed yeah Mm -hmm. so if you go out to protests which you should distance yourself wear a mask don't rub up on people as much as possible but definitely go out there and um show your support of your african-american siblings and um, we, you know, the we need to protect them. Yeah, which is why, in between why it's why people need to show up. It's also why people shouldn't necessarily expect that a protest is going to turn into a riot. Yeah. Um, because if you have more people there who are there to protect, then you it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be. It has to be a riot, like especially i don't see that happening in bloomington right it could but i don't i don't see that happening i think 
Um, and anyway, that's going to be Friday mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. in Dunmeadow. Mm-hmm. Um, in Bloomington, you know, in the 60s, we had a sit-in, and that's how we um, established, got rights for, uh, I'm not, I guess just like, I can't remember what it was. I used it in 1960s. But we, we've we done this before. This isn't Bloomington's first. Bloomington's known did. for this. When I came down here in 90-whatever it was, and um, the Gulf War was happening, Dun Meadow, there were people camped out there and protesting mm-hmm. the war um, in Iraq. And that was... Uh, the kids on wow. the bus were all deriding all the protesters. They were, like, shouting out, mooning them from the school bus windows. That's classy. Um, but Bloomington's had... I mean, look at what else is going on right now in Bloomington. We still have the controversy of of what's going on with the uh, farmer's market. Yeah. That's never been resolved. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that seem just so stupid to you now? It seems so dumb <clears throat> to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't it? We really can't do anything about that. Like, we, like, there really isn't any way we can do anything. Like, no, because I don't believe uh, that. I don't believe that either. I think you are, you are just listening to the police. Yep. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do that, it's, as far as I'm concerned. But it's not just them. I mean, you know, it's the all the uh, quote unquote again leadership. Well, it's bad. Just <laughs> saying, oh, don't you know? We can't do anything. We just gotta live peace. and let live. They're they're people too, yeah. They're people. Yeah, they're, they're people, people who promote hate. They're people who should well, not feel there. Safe. They're people that don't that should not feel safe. They're barking. Um, I have a little thing I could read here if you guys want about the little five hundred sit in nineteen sixty eight. Go for it. All right. Um. Let me see. So in 1968, following the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination, um, a graduate student by the name of Clarence Rollo Thunder led black students at IU to become increasingly vocal about issues such as lack of representation by African-Americans and the university administration, low numbers of black faculty and students, and discriminatory practices in the Greek system. It was this last issue that would spark the most dramatic and successful protests during the 60s. On Friday, May 10th, 1968, a group of around 50 black students set up camp inside the stadium where the Little 500 was to be held the following day. The group was led by Rollo Thunder, Robert Johnson, president of the Afro Afro American Students Association and IU basketball player, Kenny Newsom. And the main issue was discriminatory clauses in the national charters of fraternities on campus mm-hmm. the students barricaded themselves within the stadium and let it be known that they would block the little 500 race from taking place unless all involved fraternities provide proof that such clauses were either eliminated or would no longer be honored at iu so that's really cool they were they mm-hmm. were just like we're gonna take away your favorite little thing that y'all yeah. do until we get what we want your favorite party of the year and then yeah. what happened um so this is what happened uh the students remained nonviolent throughout the three-day sit-in iu president elvis Starr, still smarting from the public backlash over the crackdown on the dow chemical protesters encouraged the greek houses to comply with the demands while the race was ultimately delayed by a day all but one of the participating houses agreed to meet the black students required the little 500 sit-in served as an example of- um 
so that's good. They had a specific goal in mind, and uh, you know, they want us. They want a battle. Want a small battle, which is you know good. It's a good IU story, I guess. Um, and but there are a bunch that they. What year was that? So that was 1968, and there was also there were a bunch of other protests. There were two other protests in 1968, which may be too much to read right now. Maybe we could talk about it next next in, week. In 68, there was also the black market firebombing. That's right, which might have been more relevant. Um, you know, and that yeah. was. Is that where People's Park was? Or is yep. now? The early morning of December 26th, the day after Christmas, 1968, the black market, which is, yeah, the area where People's Park is now, uh, was firebombed, destroying the entire store. Yeah. Eyewitnesses reported seeing a white male throw a burning container through the window and driving away. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and they so, were the only business attacked. Right. No, no, it was directed. The, the clan yeah. was really... Um, uh, heavily pamphleting, I guess, or leaving cards and stuff at the time too. And <clears throat> it, that was '68, and here we are, 52 years later, right? Mm-hmm. And we still don't have equality in this country. Yeah. No matter how much it's supposedly it guaranteed, and we don't have um, there's civil unrest because people can't rest, people can't sleep, people don't feel safe, yep. people aren't safe. It's not just about feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And I've heard over the past week so much victim blaming and so much oh, yeah. uh, crap about how, oh, if they would just protest peacefully or they just, they're not going to, you Nothing know. Nothing has, yeah, it doesn't work. It hasn't changed. You have to change your mindset. You have to educate yourself. I've been working on people who are close to me um, and trying to talk some sense into them. And they've had years and years and years and years of programming. Um, But you know, I had the same programming growing up. And I'd like to think that if it weren't for, um, if having gone through the queer experience uh, growing up, I like to think that I would still feel the same way um, about everybody's value and the need for everybody to uh, actually just be treated fairly but i don't know i mean maybe i would have grown up to victim blame maybe i would have been uh turned by society into somebody who is and i'm i'm sorry it's loathsome it's it's deplorable if in this day and age you still espouse racism and um uh or excuse it then then you're basically just a horrible person you can change i know you can i've seen it happen but mm-hmm. um there, the information's out there you live through enough of this you've seen it enough if you're making excuses if you elevate property over people's lives yeah you choose to do that that is a choice you have made and that's immoral and disgusting also don't you have insurance insurance isn't covering the looting and the, the vandalism why not Riots apparently aren't a part of the insurance company. Well, um, we could probably coverage. do a whole episode about how insurance is. Well, I mean, right? Flawed, but... Social unrest should be covered. Yep. Yeah. Um, hurricanes are. Yeah. Yeah. Hurricanes, that's a form of social unrest. So well, I, I mean, it, it's social unrest isn't something you do to yourself, right? Necessarily. I mean, kind of it yeah, is. Exactly. But as a store owner, that's not a part of your business. Uh, hopefully unless of course you are a racist business in which case um well probably should build out a brick then um <laughs> hmm. yeah in um 
in the conversations I've been trying to have with people who are close to me, um, it seems like people get really defensive really quickly and Mm -hmm. really, um, you know, saying things like, I don't know, like, well, I don't think cops should be threatened. I don't think their lives should be threatened um, because of this. It's like, what do you think, what do you think Black people are going through every day? They're scared to leave their houses every day. Their lives are at risk every day. Just for walking outside. And why shouldn't a cop feel that same sort of fear? maybe that will get something done, you know? Right. And the same thing with, you know, well, you know, trying to explain why I support um, the, you know, destruction of property and buildings and looting and stuff to people who, you know, they think, oh, anti-violence is the answer. You need to be as anti-violent as possible and like be, you know, peaceful protests and whatever. And try. it's just difficult to try to explain <laughs> to people that this is the only way things are going to be done. And yes, I support the destruction of property if it means it will make a statement or if it means that, you know, nothing's getting done. So we have to burn some stuff down in order to make actual change. And it's, it's about but why, why does it have to go that far? Why does it have right. to go that far? It's because people it shouldn't who, have to people who have the power to make the decisions to not aren't doing anything, uh, continue on with racist, sexist, ableist, um, trans, homo, biphobic policies, people who have the power to legally change that to enforce, um, equality aren't aren't mm-hmm. and, and obviously i'd rather it i'd ra- i wish it didn't have to happen it but doesn't they it, can change yeah they can change and that's that's what they don't understand is oh you're dest- destroying my property and that's you know an offense a, an attack on me it's like no why are you getting so defensive about it you know it's like where are your priorities at? Like, do you seriously believe that like property is more important than human lives? Like that's the only reason things are getting destroyed is because human lives are at stake every day and nothing is getting changed. One well, CBS and you Target know? said, uh, you know, we can rebuild. We stand with, yeah, or at least Target exactly. did, maybe CBS, but you know, we can yeah. rebuild. There, that's a, yeah. um, you know, as yep. people are losing their lives, people have been losing their lives. Yeah. People have lost their livelihoods. People have lost their, their economic opportunities, which causes desperation, which causes uh, uh, all sorts of malaise and, and um, horror on down the line in communities. And then they're discriminated against on top of that. And then they're over-policed. And then mm-hmm. the police use of violence, uh, the militarization of police right. in their tactics. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing I've been hearing. It, sorry. No, and just like all of these things together work together mm-hmm. with, uh, with people who have a vested interest in keeping folks down, mm-hmm. and um, and or are just ignorantly bigoted, mm-hmm. and you know dismantle that. That has to be taken mm-hmm. down. All of those things have to be changed, and they can be, and they can be quickly. It doesn't take yeah. a whole bunch of time. It doesn't even really take you know, legislative sessions. These yeah. are things that can be changed now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are examples of how to police better. And there are examples of how to enforce equality and people just have to do it. But if there's no will, 
if there's no will among the politicians and the, the community leaders um, or the people who pay for all of them, then it won't get changed and we will continue to see violence all the time. And mm-hmm. again, don't want to see violence, do what's right because mm-hmm. people are getting angry. And I know that there are a lot of bad actors who turned out to take advantage of mm-hmm. the situation. Um, there are people who are, are trying to stir things up and people who are trying to create violence for uh, to discredit the movements. Mm-hmm. Cops that are doing that. Right. There are police <clears throat> officers who are destroying buildings and blowing it on protesters. Pl- planting bricks. Yeah. I mean, really? Plant bricks. Yeah, right. And that's so, the other thing I've been hearing too is that like, oh, if we abolish the cops or if we defund the police, who's gonna, is it, what, what if, you know, someone breaks into my house? What am I gonna do? Like, and like, what if the, and I'm like, it's like, how are we going to be safe? And like, that's only safety for yeah. white cis people. Right. Yeah, me- you know, it doesn't work like that. You yeah. know, and I saw a tweet that was like every other, every, almost every service or, you know, service that a police officer performs can be better performed by a social worker. We don't need this police law enforcement. We don't need to be pouring billions of dollars into police force and turning them on our own civilians. That's not, it's, you know, if it was really about serve and protect, this would look a whole lot different. But it's not about that. Police officers should be sitting around all day just waiting for the cats in the trees thing. You know, if if they're going to be around, they shouldn't be trying to justify um, their equipment and their Mm -hmm. tactical training by taking it out on um, civilians. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Frankie was a liaison, and their um, the whole point of that was to actually de-escalate, was to talk with people, and not have it be a, um, yep. you know, official police, uh, you well, might get shot sort of situation. It was to get people to talk, to calm the situation down, and to find resolutions that weren't uh, um, violent, mm-hmm. and understanding that a lot of times police escalate the situation instead of de-escalate it mm-hmm. um and it's also clearly for profit too it's the disgusting part of it they have speeding ticket quotas they have arrest quotas and yeah. they're uh-huh. told to supply prisoners for private prisons right. so they yeah. can make more money judges too you know Bad. judges too that's not how it should work. And they're told they're told to specifically target minority communities and, and communities of color. Yep. They're told yep. that's where you can go and arrest people because their lives don't matter. Right. But black lives matter. Black lives matter. Yep. Black lives matter. We Trans I mean, lives matter. Yeah. So that's what's so crazy about this is that there are so many systemic issues here surrounding the exploit of black people and that includes the prison system that includes the system's uh unwillingness to address like homelessness mm-hmm. and address people's basic needs and i know it's not about that i know black lives matter is about black lives but it's mm-hmm. really opening all of these uh deficiencies in the system mm-hmm. that where it doesn't take care of people and which force people to be put in that category uh that we're trying to fight because the police exploit those people you know there's uh, there's not only that in it like mm-hmm. it the system itself is just uh encouraged racism as well 
Absolutely. where it's it's not even a, a matter of a uh, class it's like just are they black yeah. which we've seen time and time again with uh, the many atrocities committed by police departments all over mm-hmm. the there's the coffee again sorry i'm ready for some coffee <laughs> well anyway i we do have um we do have events i yep. we can get into the pride month stuff maybe next week but no i mean i'll give a brief rundown if you want to sure um hold on after the coffee maker leaving this in uh so you know coronavirus postponed or canceled most pride events around the country um spencer pride festival is going to be it's been moved to october the 17th from noon to seven indie pride will have a virtual celebration on june 20th um bloomington pride fest because it happens in late summer um early fall is still going to be on august 29th uh, unless we get the rona version 2.0 um there's virtual pride everywhere uh tons of programming new york uh virtual pride is on june 28th from noon to two with billy porter miss richfield Mm -hmm. 1981 deborah cox drag fest 2020 will last three days and that's uh, June 19th to the 21st. <clears throat> LGBTQ Digital Pride and Migration 2020 is June 20th. Uh, it's during um, uh, International Refugee Day of Refugee, uh, drawing attention to LGBTQ refugees, uh, which that's something we've covered before and continues to be a problem, uh, even here in America. Cincinnati Black Pride has several virtual events going on from a film festival on the 25th to an awards banquet on the 26th, to virtual dance parties all weekend, Toronto Pride, and I've got family and friends in Toronto, um, <clears throat> has a whole month full of stuff going on. Global Pride 2020 is putting on a 24-hour live stream of world LGBTQ culture and celebrities. Um, Beyond the Shelter is an interactive Pride kickoff party release, uh, raising funds for homeless LGBTQ youth programs. Boston Pride is putting on Boston Pride Lights still, commemorating lives lost during the HIV crisis. And there are a slew of other Boston Pride events going on during the month too. Women of Pride is part of Charlotte Pride and it brings together women leaders from many Pride organizations. Plus um, uh, North Carolina Pride's got a whole bunch of stuff going on too. Everybody does. Just search your local um, places. And, and it doesn't have to be local because it's virtual because you, so you can go anywhere. And this weekend, uh, Friday at 3 on Dun Meadow, of course, like Lucas said, is... Uh, the enough is enough demonstration um friday night on through the weekends moms demand action every town for gun safety uh which is something that hits really close to home right now um but always has is wear orange against gun violence and if you see lanterns floating in the air on friday night uh that's part of the event and they're in, I, actually the demonstrations and the protests have been going on daily here yep um and they've been peaceful there have been reports of uh companies and individuals being rude and uh dismissive and mocking of the protesters also uh traffic cars uh actually someone uh pulled a gun on protesters really yep there was a guy driving a truck with a trump flag and he drove into the crowd and uh pulled a gun and that's just ridiculous like bloomington bloomington in Bloomington, which is just so wow. ridiculous because everyone in Bloomington and, you know, I don't want to be, but I just want to say I've seen some sketchy people driving around these protests. 
So Friday, I feel like I feel like Friday there's going to be a lot of people there, and it's probably for the best because mm-hmm. there are a lot of sketchy people who want to take advantage of it. And the I know the the protest on Friday is supported by the Black Lives Matter movement in Bloomington. Right. The other protests have all been improvised from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great because people are outraged. Mm-hmm. And that just, that's Bloomington. Bloomington has always been that. So, outrageous. Yeah, outrageous. And willing to, I don't know, we get upset and we we have a peaceful protest. Right, uh, but it's got to go beyond the protests. It has to, the protests have to be a show to people in power about how much call there is for change but the people in power actually have to enact the change yeah mm-hmm. you Which know is, i don't know numbers are good i guess numbers are great but numbers are necessary need- but also take those numbers and call into the city call into the, city to, the state the city needs to address this issue in the same way that los angeles has had to address the issue mm-hmm. um i've been following los angeles's response to the protests and they have actually uh talked about how they're going to change the police and i actually learned really? that yeah they're actually hiring 900 more cops and they're going to build more juvenile detentions oh yay wow that's Which just sounds wonderful. great they made it sound like it's more like of a social work type you know sort of of like course a- they did yeah, putting exactly. kids in jail is but just great it, for that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they they mentioned they're hiring nine hundred people. So I just, while I was watching that, I was just very confused. Even if you're, if you're trying to make detention centers that aren't like jails, mm-hmm. you're still like, they're jails. You, you're still hiring nine hundred cops. Mm-hmm. I know that they're calling for the resignation of the police chief in L.A. because of the insane horrible way that he's responded to all of this Mm -hmm. and and because of the i think over 600 people killed by the police in la in the past year or so yeah yeah so which is insane insane that's insane 600 over 600 in la alone in a year i I think it was longer than a year but let me let me check that data here but i remember in indy when we went over 100 people everybody was all like oh my god murders are up and and you know that's over the entire county over over six years six years so Mm -hmm. the police department alone is responsible for basically like as many murders as everybody in marion county over Mm -hmm. you know the same period actually marion county's murder rate's gone up but um but yeah i mean that's one one group of people and that's who they are they're police or people mm-hmm. um so i hope Bloomington are responsible for that much violence and uh, they wonder why they have a credibility and um uh, pr and support problem mm-hmm. i mean lapd has never been great but that's just that's yeah. just insane that is insane aren't they also <laughs> enforcing like a 4 p.m curfew right now yeah where they were it was like 4 p.m. for the past it few was days. Earlier this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I thought DC's was pretty early, and, uh, and oh yeah, and when Trump announced the uh, 7 p.m. curfew at like 6:50. Yeah. <laughs> really. What a, I know. In Indianapolis, they've been you know they 
they announced 8 p.m. curfew at like 7.30 and then corralled all the protesters into a park so that they could corner them and arrest them all as soon as it turned 8 o'clock. Right. And then they tear gassed them all, so. Oh, and the, um, <clears throat> there was a, a video of a church group that was, you know, they were singing hymns and they were on the circle and as, peif- as peaceful as can be, right? Families, there was nobody doing anything violent. The police marched in, flashbang, tear gas, the people that were singing. And it was seven o'clock and it wasn't even eight o'clock. And then they walked away. It was just a, we attack you and then we move away. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're trying to talk about being like, you know, taking a knee or, you know, marching with the protesters, that's a bunch of BS. Don't believe that shit. Yeah. 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 Sorry. No, not a fan. That's, that's, and then there were other, uh, and maybe it was Indianapolis too, where the police were marching with protesters and they, just for the purpose of corralling them. Yep. Um, I, I, it's a form of gaslighting. It's like, if you just, if you just calm down, we'll listen to you. No. It's oppression. You know? It's repression. It's violence against the people yep. you're sworn to serve and protect. Happening in mm-hmm. real time. And you're, you're not keeping peace you're fomenting more divisiveness more anger and more violence again Mm -hmm. it's on the people who are responsible uh, for enacting policies and um, creating lasting positive change if you are the police department if you are our local government you have to take it upon yourselves all this stuff is on you Mm-hmm. all of it if it weren't for the violence caused by excused by and um and i have friends who are police i have family who are pr- police and still you know I, I know i get it you didn't make the policies but uh you can choose to quit you, your job though you and know? you can yeah, choose you can, to you change can. the the mm-hmm. society within the police force you you can change the culture yeah. um and if not <clears throat> yeah i mean why are you there so Anyway, I think we've gone way over. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've come to the end of another show. Thank you all for listening. Um, Blooming Out is a production of WFHB Community Radio and produced by me and Kate Young. Uh, Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Anybody else? Um, I'm Ireland Meacham. Oh, I'm Lucas Fisher. <laughs> That's I'm me. Melanie Davis. <laughs> and remember, if everything were straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Be well, stay safe, speak truth, manifest equity, demand justice, and good night from your Blooming Out fam.